Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Went canoeing, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Got crisped right got up. Got crisped right <laughs> up a tree. It is unseasonably warm due to the impending Crispy climate McLennan. death of the world. Crispy yeah. McLennan, Crispy that's me. McLennan, yeah. Finally living up to my name. There Cal's come off a lot better than I did. He's like a bit rosy. Yeah. It was my forehead looks like the ground in a Metallica video. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I look like I've been punched in the nose or run into a door. You do a little so, bit. So that's that's my life after now. After sun. That's, that's all I can say, man. After sun. It's yeah, amazing. well, you know, bully for you yeah. for having after sun in the house. I know, right? Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris P. McLennan. <laughs> and I'm Carl Noble. I've got nothing clever with my you name. You've got nothing clever with your name <laughs> because you've got something clever with your face. Yeah, exactly. Not not me. I'm just going to kill the bean. Give me a second. Yeah, okay. I mean, kill the bean. Are we going to go with window open? Because it's quite warm now. Yeah, it's, it's we're, we're getting into the summertime. <laughs> yeah. Summertime blues. Um, so <laughs> there might be there might be some background noise of like cars going past. Yeah, those of you who've been listening uh, uh, since the start will know that Cal and I don't like the the, the sun no. and the heat and the brightness. Yeah, we, this, this, this this will be us entering our third summer of recording. Yeah, um, and so the topless times are coming. The t- for yeah. all you people who enjoy the topless podcast. Yeah, today I'm do. still today I'm still wearing a shirt. For, for, for those who need that information. Yeah, I've but, got a vest on. But I reckon, you know, in the coming in the coming weeks, that shirt's going to go for at least several months. Yes. Yeah. You know, because that's just how we I mean, we it only it. recently came back. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> even, January? even February was, was absurd. Yeah. But yeah, like, that's the, that's the world we're living in. It uh, is. Okay, so uh, last time we uh, got a, a vision of the future. We did. We saw future bugs in whatever digs he's in with a wide-eyed terrified child yeah that was that was that quite was two, a time that was two that was two ago it, wasn't it? It, it, it was two episodes ago um this like last episode we had um tweety and granny going on yeah some sort of a, like where they're going on their boat we think maybe they're going to go to some sort of secret lair yeah i mean like it's not a full lovecraftian story if you don't go down the down to the docks and go on a, and then for some reason go off somewhere to somewhere there's probably a uh, like uh, some sort of tribe yeah. or, or basically someone that H.P. Lovecraft could, uh, you know, uh, portray in the most despicably racist way he, he could imagine. And so hopefully we're not going to see much of that. <laughs> but unfortunately, it is still the 1950s. It so is. Uh, it might happen. Could go that way. But on, on, a, on a positive note, we were introduced to Mark Antony. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Mark Antony. Yeah, he's brilliant. Like, he's, he's uh, I mean, he didn't, I was thinking about it. He didn't really solve anything in that episode. Whereas, like, I like I left that episode immediately thinking, like, oh, I like this sort of the the lofty goals of this Mark Antony fella. Yeah. And then I finished going, he's not actually very smart, though. Well, I mean, I, I think he's uh, potentially like a slight upgraded version of Hector. Yeah, he's he doesn't have the he doesn't have the fury. He still has the dog no. instinct. Like, you know, when he was when he was uh, smacked around the chops, he he still just 
came bounding out the kennel. Yeah. I mean, but, I don't know if that's a dog instinct or whether... Because, I mean, if I was a kip and somebody slapped me around the chops, I'd probably be like, wait, wait, what's going yeah, on Yeah, but here? you don't just sprint out of your house, do you? I mean, I've been, I've been known to uh, have night terrors about spiders and try to leave buildings. Really? Yeah. Do you sprint straight out of the house? Uh, I've I've woken up halfway out of doors sometimes. <laughs> that's that's weird. Yeah. Oh, that's why I you punched somebody th- as well. <laughs> that's why you hoovered up that spider just before the show. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he lives in the Dyson now. Uh, so uh, yeah, so that's what we've got working with. We've got a, a new dog. We think he's probably agency related in some way, yes. or like some higher, some higher, um, some higher group. Uh, but uh, yeah, we don't know if he's a Clone Watch situation. Mm, I mean, I, he didn't. He didn't. Str- other than kind of looking like the same sort of breed as. Um, yeah, Hector, I don't. Th- that was the only. I don't think he thing. is. I think he's a different situation. Uh, or possibly like uh, an agent, agent zero of that sort of program. Possibly, yeah. It's just like we need more like this one, maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the only other thing we had was uh, sort of Falcon, possibly breaking in a temporal loop. But I think. Ultimately, he just decided to have a chill day, uh, and, and got caught out. and <laughs> and got caught out by a different set of affairs to usual. So we had no Henry Hawk. I think he's still stuck in 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 Foghorn Day. Though. Yes, yeah, I think he is. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. Um, we are jumping back in with Bugs, which is why I bring up his, uh, you know, his wide-eyed, wide-eyed nephew. terrified nephew. Uh, but also, uh, we we know that Future Bugs uh, sends. Uh, constant supply of carrots to past bugs that he lets tick down when something he needs to intervene with yeah. is about to happen. That's how he subdues uh, the powers, really. Isn't yeah, it? but it's also how he sort of uh, avoids the paradox of having to turn up and tell his former self. Yeah, what's that's going something's on? Happening. It's it's just he he just spurs his former self into action at certain points and like kind of just hopes old him takes the right course of yes. action. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I. Bring that up because this one is called Ballot Box Bunny, and I think I think <laughs> got to be rig- something going on here. I think rigging an election would definitely qualify as a running out of carrots sort of situation. Yeah, I'd say I think so. So it's a, it's like a bugs in your semi- Sam, Yeah, it? it's bugs in your seventy-one. You know that we, we like we know they're going to be running against each other in yeah. some way, and I don't think it's going to be on policy. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah, I reckon I reckon Bugs has run out of carrots and he's got something to deal with. Uh, we don't know what time period it's going to be in, uh, so let's just check it out. We're watching Ballot Box Bunny. It's a Bugs Bunny in your 70 Sam number from October 6th, 1951. politics of the 1950s there just as just empty as the politics of today <laughs> uh, it's mainly about handing out beer and fags so far as i can tell it, it does seem that way and then like kind of various competitions uh sam can't say piano that was some that was what i took away from that he kept calling it a piano yeah but bugs rolls with that as well uh, i know i mean he might just be aping sam but I you know he is a at the same bit. time i'm sure we've heard bugs say piano in a bunch of strange ways yeah, as well that's true he'll get there though Hopefully. So, uh, yeah, it's mainly a, a campaign for mayor. Sam's running. Uh, he seems to be doing really well to begin with, though. Like He's really got the town behind him. 
Yeah. Right at the start. Uh, but uh, during, well, Bugs pops out of his hole. He's down to a carrot juice, so we're yeah. correct. He's yeah, like, yeah. and it, it's not good. He takes one sip, spits it out. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't like it. But I don't know if that was just... Um, because he heard... Because he heard Sam saying, oh, the, uh, like, you know, a rabbit for every pot, essentially. And he's like, well, what? But I think it's testament to uh, how precisely... Uh, future bugs can time the carrot countdown. Yeah, I mean, he's got damn good. It's at it. the point where, like, the first time he's got to drink this carrot juice, he hears that. Yeah, like, it's weird why he needed to come out of his hole to drink the carrot juice. I think sometimes he just wants some fresh air, especially yeah. if he's going to be like, you know, not eating fresh food. It's like at least, well, I'll at least get out in the out in the open. But he did, open. he did pop up underneath the ballot box. Well, not the ballot box, the ba- but the, like uh, underneath the, the sort of stage. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's so he hears Sam making the speech. He decides he, that that won't do. He's yep. running for mayor. Um you know, they go through your standard uh electoral campaign stuff. Uh Sam's going to kiss a baby. It's Bugs obviously. Yep. Uh Bugs claims he bit his nose like everyone uh you all, know, yeah, all, all, turns on Sam yeah, and beats him with umbrellas. Then most of the next bit is them handing out beer and fags and finding different ways to try and blow each other up during that process yeah. uh sam always comes off the worst sam from gets that. blown up a lot we see sam yeah like kind of bald he's always got his little stalks yeah his but you know um, you know like he's got a permanent bandit mask yeah i, and would, then I was gonna question there was one Is bit when a he, bandit mask because when he gets blown up uh, his eyes sort of go smaller. Yeah. And there's a load of like skin kind of around it. I think that's just uh, like blackened from the amount of times he's been blown up. It's very possible. And it's the only bit that's not it. protected by hair. Yeah. Like you always see it. Like his eyebrows are like kind of coming out around it. And it's like, it's always this. I'd like, I was going to question, the idea is, is it a bandit mask? I think he's meant to have like a permanent bandit mask, but like now seem like now that's... i think they're the few they're the, just the two small squares of his head that aren't covered in hair yeah and they've just been destroyed by the amount of times he's been blown up yeah they've just got blackened charred skin there Ooh. i mean because I, I did find it kind of weird that if he's running for mayor that he had a bandit mask on and no one's like uh, who's this crook like, we can't have him as the mayor ah uh, yeah but you know because I, I, I don't think i don't think this was I'm not really sure because, on the one hand, it seemed to be taking place uh, further back in time than the 50s. Yeah, but, but the way people were dressed. But uh, Bugs turns up aping Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, and there was cars. And there's cars stuff. So I guess it was just like somewhere out in the sticks in yeah. the 50s. Um, so yeah, it was hard to pin exactly when, but I think we do have to presume it is... 1951. Yeah, I mean, I think it is, because it, it's not surprising that there is going to be towns still like that. Yeah, I think it was just a very rural yeah. town. But, um, yeah, ultimately, uh, the back, the standard back and forth goes on yep. for ages. Uh, so long, in fact, that a horse <laughs> gets uh, elected mayor. Yep. Ah. Uh, yeah, uh, you, see, you see what they did see there? See what they've done there? Ah, and uh, then, at the end, <coughs> uh, Bugs goes... Oh well, anyone for Russian roulette? And Sam acquiesces. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like I don't know, it's really weird. It seems like an odd way. I don't know, like, like maybe they just live for the competition. Maybe it's like, well, we've got to, we've got to compete somehow. Maybe Bugs thought he had failed, but like I think ultimately, I, I mean, he I did think he do just it as a gag. Yeah, he c- knew which chamber had the bullet. Yeah, because it, it like it clicks for Yosemite Sam, and then it 
the sort of standard end of episode circle yeah. comes in and you hear a bang when Bugs pulls the trigger and then it opens back up and Bugs ducked and, and goes, shot I Sam in the face. But Sam, again, he just goes, oh, I hate that rabbit. But like, if he can take being blown up, he can probably take a, a bullet to he's the face. He's very, very resilient. Yeah, well, he's a Cthulhu-esque nightmare is, from Beyond the Pale. So. I mean, I don't know a lot about bullets, right? But correct me if I'm wrong, they don't tend to explode. Uh, I mean, you can get I mean, explosive obviously at rounds, the back, but, but, uh, but, the back but, ultimate, but ultimately, no, they don't tend to. So, like, what was Bugs firing at, like, revolver? That blew up in Sam's face. like Because he didn't look like he'd been shot. He didn't have a hole. Yeah, I he don't know. He looked like he'd been exploded on. Some sort again. of overprimed blank, I guess. Possibly, yeah. So it's not really a projectile, but there are probably bits of shell casing and a lot of... Dust. A lot of, you know, powder. Yeah. But, yeah, I, d- I don't know. But I think Bugs did succeed. I think ultimately he just needs to keep Yosemite Sam off the podium. I don't think Bugs needed to be there. I think no, he just didn't need Sam to become mayor. Yeah. So the question is, yeah, ultimately, what happens in this town if Sam does become mayor? Which presumably happened in future well, Bugs. I mean, it's, it, it's a good place to start a, a cult uprising. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Rural, <laughs> rural community. Yeah, like, like everyone it's knows off the everyone. Radar. Yeah, no, you're not going to get the agency in looking at it too, too too closely. Yeah, again, it's the kind of place you know you'd, you'd, you'd like the investigator sort of turns up in a Lovecrafty story, and yeah. there's just something a bit off about everybody. And the authorities aren't very helpful. Everyone's got a red mustache. Everyone's and got it's a, a bit weird. weird. And a better bandit mask. Yeah, it's like what's this? What's it's going on? It's like then? it's just the style at the time, sir. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like so, I think Bugs has successfully. Well, it's nice to see Bugs back on a mission again, yeah. Not just dossing about because he has been for ages. Yeah, he, like this is the first time we've seen him like kind of doing a thing. Because even his previous run-ins with Sam like seem to have been frivolous. Yeah, like just, just like something to do in it. Yeah, because like when they both had fortresses, for instance, it's like that war was clearly done. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it just seemed like they wanted to just have a bit of a they laugh. Were just having a laugh. But yeah, uh, like I don't think much was answered, but it's good to see Bugs back on the case. Well, um, I mean, it definitely confirmed our carrot theory, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, I think for sure. Like, yeah, the carrot juice situation. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it wasn't going well for Bugs. Really wasn't, no. Uh, <laughs> he was hungry. And, and I think it will be absolutely be confirmed if he's got carrots again in the next, in the yeah. next 50s episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but right now, we're going to jump in... Uh, with the three bears, we haven't seen them in a while. We haven't seen them in a while. Still haven't quite got the state of their relationship yet. No. There's ho- a lot ho- going on. Hopefully this, because it's called A Bear for Punishment. A Bear for Punishment, which does currently <laughs> support our sort of, you know, theories. theories. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's jump into that. Uh, a Bear for Punishment. It's a three bears number from October 20th, 1951. It's clearly Junior's day to do his thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like... I mean, there, there was a lot of alarm clocks at the start, and I'm fairly certain Junior said, uh, oh, it's spring now. Yeah. So I think they've been hibernating. Now, they're still living or they're still living in a cave with essentially a house front. Yeah, but it's a definitely a different cave. It's de- yeah, it's, it's a different cave and a different house front, but it's a, it's a two-story house, or the front of a house, and it just goes onto the cave, and then they just live in the cave with some semblance of furniture inside mostly made out of bits of old stuff like because the uh 
the sort of the sheet on the top of the four poster bed was a canopy from a delicatessen yeah and things like that so they've kind of just kind of like scrounged bits together to make this it's getting scrappier and scrappier as time goes on though yeah but i mean like maybe they're just because they're like doing this like, stuff all the time they're not making any money it looked like something from fallout <laughs> it's like yeah not did it's like yeah there's definitely not going as, as well for them no uh but yeah it was clearly junior's day to do what he wants uh it's father's day apparently yeah um I don't know if that's the case or not. Uh, I mean, Henry didn't seem to be enjoying it at all. No, and it didn't seem to be much about what Henry wanted to do. Wanted it was to what do. people what... thought was Father's Day stuff. Yeah, Junior clearly wants to do Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's breakfast in bed, uh, which uh, clearly winds up all over Henry. Yeah. Uh, oh, the shave. The shave was harrowing. That was scary. So, like... He's uh, Henry sat on a chair, face full of suds, um, and Baby Bear is sharpening a straight razor on a strop. Yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna shave my dad. Blah blah blah, and it's like pulls the hair off his head to check it, to chop through it, and then he goes through the hair and then through the arm of a chair, <laughs> shattering the blade. Doesn't notice. Henry, however, noticed that the blade is just now, jagged. Just to- a- yeah, and then Baby Bear chases his dad around the house, going, "I want to shave you! I want to shave you!" Presumably gets him in the end. Luckily, yeah. that was off screen because otherwise carves uh, him up a gooden. Yeah, uh, and then and then comes out the door and goes, "Ah, oh, Dad's not moving or talking to like, like to Mother Bear who's making it's, a cake." Yeah, it's and like... she just puts a towel over the cake like Henry's dead, <laughs> yeah. and you're like. Oh my god, <laughs> what did Baby Bear think he's done? Oh, just and then so Henry horrible. grabs him and like, beats him up. So I'm guessing Pa's he not talking healed. to me. He's awful still, Ma. It was it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, whoa. And then it ends with, um, I mean, I say it ends. Like from a three middle, minute song and yeah, dance. From, yeah, from the middle to the end, there's a show about how good dad is. But like, I just, they're just too deep in this, this situation yeah. now. And like I think Henry wants out, but doesn't really know. Part of the thing is, I think it like he's so he's so aggressive, and I think that's kind of his thing. I just I think he's kind of worried that he's not going to be able to find another setup close to that where his aggressiveness yeah, is, is acceptable. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I think that's the fear in leaving that relationship because I yeah. think, I think Mama Bear's like broadly just submissive, right? Yeah, she, she, she's quite she, like yeah. meek. But like you know, she's just accepting of what's going on. Like, yeah, like she she wants to play housewife. Yes, and, and that's this, what she does with despite what's going on. And this her. giant hench bear wants to play <laughs> baby. Yeah, like, yeah, he's got the full like the, the shelf. Yeah. He's like, got yeah, massive like, pecs. He's got massive pecs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like he's a he's a he's paunchy, but like you know he could cr- he could crush you. Yeah, no, no problem. Rip your head off. And then, uh, like, yeah, and I think you're right. I think Henry's thing is just, like, he's got a really short temper, and yeah. that's accepted in this, you know... setup, Like, this sadomasochistic setup that they've got. But, like, yeah. I think they're all trapped, because, like, every single time, every single time one of these episodes comes up, like, at the start, I was like, that's a sort of progressive setup they've got yeah. there. And it just gets more and more just... Run down. Like, miserable. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I just don't really know what's what's going on there anymore. And they all sleep in separate beds now as well. Yeah, they all used to sleep in one bed. Yeah, they did. 
Yeah, so and I now they're sleeping separate beds. Yeah, I don't know. It's all but, going but, downhill. But, but maybe that's hibernation time. Like, like, like when they're not. But it's normally hibernation they... time. Yeah, that's like true. normally a three bears episode is it's a spring now. Yeah. Like I, I wonder even if you do basically get one a year, like because we uh, haven't yeah, had that well, many. No, no, we haven't. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. I, I, I don't truly believe everyone's happy in that relationship anymore. It doesn't. But I don't seem think they. I don't think they feel that they can get out. That's the thing. I think they kind of feel like they're trapped. They'd in that be relationship. really alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they need to just get on to you know. I mean, it's it's the fifties. Soon, you know, the internet will come. And I mean, not that soon. Get, well, you know, in, if they want to get in one a year, then you know. Yeah. How how long do bears live? Don't know. It's well, tuna, well, especially in the tuna. Yeah. How long do those bears live? It's hard to know, really. Well, I mean, he seems to have actually come out pretty well from being cut up with a jagged yeah. bit of metal I mean, like, like maybe they just need to get into the personal ads and you know like do you like pina coladas and all that sort of stuff <laughs> <laughs> just try something else just try something out yeah you know open your mind mingle yeah like get yourself on the fet life see what happens <laughs> <laughs> you might like it <laughs> but yeah like yeah I, I just can't see this lasting I just can't see this lasting much longer this three bears situation no no I mean it they don't tend to spend that much time together. They seem to be sleeping a lot. The question is, what what is their relevance overall? Because the portals pick them out for a reason. Yeah, but they like they don't seem to interact with anything else, really. No, I mean, like, like may, maybe the portals just trying to like kind of show alternate lifestyles. Yeah, maybe maybe it's more of a um, you know a point point of interest rather than yeah. Uh, you know, actually part of the, the rich tapestry that the portal has been trying to show the people of our world for, at this point, you know, like a long, long time. Yes, like, yeah, yeah it's know, been at it a while. You know, we've, we've only seen like 14 years of it, but, you know, there was a bunch before that that we didn't watch. That's true. Because it was racist. Yeah, what was the portal trying to show us there? Yeah, <laughs> who knows? We, we don't. Not us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been bad enough where we started. Yeah. Shall we move on? I think we should, because we get a new character. Uh, so uh, this is this next one has Daffy Duck and Porky Pig. Yeah, uh, It's classic. always interesting to see how their relationship is developing. Because which Porky is it? Because which Porky is it? And you know, because Daffy was never too fond of Porky the Fourth. No. But obviously has had reason to, you know, massively fall out with Porky the Third, as has, I would say, everyone. (laughs) So, uh, it's always interesting to see when they're uh, listed as in an episode together. Uh, This is also the first appearance of Nasty Canasta. What a great name. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like, either of them individually... You're like, okay, that's, that, that's a bit of a weird name, but you bang them together, oh, it's gold. It's also good for you, because, like, the way I would say, I would say nasty. Yeah, but, I'd say nasty. But nasty I, I have to say nasty for yeah. that, because nasty not canasta. nasty canasta, is it? <laughs> it's, you're, you're right. <laughs> nasty canasta. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's good for you. You'll yeah. be in your element. Yeah, I uh, like it. So we're watching Drip Along Daffy. It's a Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, and Nasty Canasta. <laughs> Uh, episode from November 17th, 1951. Quite finished with your granola and yoghurt there. Well, I mean, I've still got uh, like 
but know, the, what, half, the stuff that, the stuff that was in your face. <laughs> yeah, I'm finished with the stuff that was in my face, yeah. Some of it might still be in my moustache, I'm not sure. All right, when do we think this episode was set? Because I it's have, a difficult one. Yeah, I have no idea. So, I mean, um, I'm kind of thinking that it might be a bit of a show because it opens with... Um, so it's been a long time since we've had one, so let's just cover the bases there. So yeah. sometimes... Certainly in the earlier days when Daffy and Porky the third were super buds, you quite often got episodes that were like a show, the two universe putting on yeah, uh, a show for bits us. of history for us, but like they were definitely like a bit of a song and dance. Yes. Rather than a flashback to the time. Yeah, because I mean like we this one opens up on Daffy and he's in full regalia riding a horse. And a little title comes underneath saying, like, you know... Western-type yeah, hero. Yeah, Western-type hero. And then you get Porky behind on this tiny little... Sancho like, sort of like, about. Yeah, this t- tiny little donkey, and it just got And then a little title, and it just says, classic comedy relief. Yeah. And that's what made me think it was a show. Yes. Because we were getting titles underneath things, and that's not something that kind of just happens all the, t- all the time. That's true. Uh... But uh, a couple of things make me think the opposite way around. Okay. Okay. One is the titles just pop up on the screen in a regular font, whereas in previous things, they've been like banners and signs yeah, kind and of things like cards. that. Yeah. Um, so I wondered if they were actually something uh, added as archival notes. Yeah, kind of post. But the other thing that made me think possibly it is from the past is uh, that in this Western town, it's all humans. But, I mean, that's not a hard thing to cast. It's not, but ultimately... Especially if you're wanting to cast humans as bad guys. Yeah, but ultimately, do you cast, especially in the 50s, because, like, think of it, think now, like, we all we still have a problem with, like, you know, whitewashing cinema. That's true. Like, do you think that, like, I would think they would have a problem with toonwashing cinema and glazing over some historical uh, stuff that maybe they're not too proud of. Uh, so I think if they did something in a Western town and it was a show, there'd be a bunch of tunes there. Yeah, because I mean... uh, the issue here is that between 1927 and I think 1938 or 39, uh, there was a demarcation between animal tunes and humans. Humans yeah. did not live in the cities with tunes. No, they did. They they, they lived more in the outskirts. Tent and it tended to be kind of more um, sort of like Western. Yeah, or, you leave um... the city and suddenly that it's it's frontier towns yeah. yeah um so so do you think that this was kind of a look back i think it might have been a look back at so when porky and daffy so i i can't decide which porky i think it is well i mean if it was a look back it has to be porky the third uh possibly but so well anyway like when daffy and porky the third were buds yeah basically uh Porky the Third sort of looked after Daffy because he was, you know, yeah, introducing him insane. To, yeah, <laughs> and like he's trying to introduce him to the civilized toon life. Uh, and Daffy got into a lot of pickles, and I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they felt the need to maybe just get out of the city because, like, they're quite destructive rampages sometimes. Yeah, but then why would Porky be the psychic in this? Well, Porky was never very good at, you know. Like Porky sort of just followed Daffy into whatever Daffy wanted to do That's when it true. when he was part of the Pig Brother program. Yeah. Um. So like it that added up to, up for me. What didn't quite add up for me was uh, and I think it's I think actually it's just because it's been a long time since I've seen Porky the Third not maniacal. 
yeah. uh, cuz this would be before that um is uh yeah just his his general demeanor felt more porky the fourth but it wouldn't have been porky the fourth cuz daffy didn't no, uh, like him much you know unless porky the fourth is trying to ingratiate himself with daffy by going like by just being quite you know well, the thing is, if, so submissive if, to his, his if that was will. during the the demarcation, Porky the Fourth wasn't on the scene at that point. Yeah, I, I, like, so Por- I think Porky it must the Fourth be... wasn't on the scene till long after. I feel like it must be a flashback to you know Porky the Third before the... he went mad. Why wasn't? But so the first time we came across Porky in thirty seven, this would have been prior to that, and Porky was just in his garden with his, you know. Why wasn't he still the sheriff of this town? Because that's how it ends. Like, like, like basically, um, this town is lawless and requires a sheriff. And yeah, but- Daffy's riding along, opens up his uh, kind of shirt, loads of different badges. One of them happens to be a sheriff badge. And he's like, I'll be the sheriff. Goes in, tries to sort out the town. And uh, Nasty Canasta yeah. is the big bad guy. Yeah, and I do um, recognise who Nasty Canasta is. I was surprised. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember oh, him. that guy. Uh, yeah, and he ends up... Um, you know, kind of challenging Daffy, and it ends up as a drinking competition. Yeah, and then somehow he's gone. Yeah, they, they, they sort of like it ends up in sort of a, a sort of duel situation. Yeah. But in the in the end, I think uh, he's run out of town by the the townsfolk. Yeah, but Porky becomes the town sheriff, and Daffy ends up cleaning up the town by being the horse poop scoop guy. That's true, but. Uh, Porky is the sheriff. If it's Porky the Third, back yeah. how he used to be, yeah, uh, he was a he was a coward, like That's through true. and through. And this town has got through what I don't know what the figure was like. It was, but, a lot. but it was over two and a half million sheriffs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, I think, I think first sign of danger, Porky just, just high tails. <laughs> He's like, nope. Yeah, I mean that's that that, that does seem reasonable, uh, yeah. and it might have given him a taste of power that led him to. You know, down the dark routes and where he ended up. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and like, you know, he's it's just one more thing to add to the but list of think, achievements. Do you think during uh, the demarcation, a human town would accept a toon sheriff? Well, no, I don't. That's why I think he wasn't in that position yeah. for very long. Because like, Daffy's never appointed sheriff. No, he just pops a badge on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had a sheriff wanted sign outside. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. I mean, the thing is, it didn't... The only question it raised is, when was this? That's yeah, the only question. but it's a big It's a big one. Like, it, is, it, it is a big question, and I just, I, I just don't... Because I think it must be, like, pretty early in Porky the Third and Daffy's relationship when, like, one week Daffy's a surgeon and the next week he's a boxer. And but the this next week... predates the first time we see Daffy, and he's on, he's why on a it, pond. Why does it predate it? Well, because the first time we saw Daffy was 37. Yes. That was the first time we saw Daffy, which means that this... Yeah, but the demarcation didn't end in 37. The demarcation was still in place when Daffy was being That's, a wacky surgeon. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. The, the demarcation lifted later. We we only discovered that when Bugs was playing baseball and it was all humans. Yeah. Like that that was... And that was quite late. It was quite late, Like, actually, I think yeah. it might even have been to, into, for, in, into the 40s. Right, okay, yeah. This, it definitely makes more sense now that... Yeah. Now that I think of it that way, that's like I think it's 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 late because, because it's late in the demarcation, yeah. but early in Porky and Daffy's relationship when it was pretty much just Porky trying to find a place for Daffy who'd passed his trouser test. Yes, 
the trouser test is a test uh, that toons have to pass uh, to be allowed into a formal society when they become super sentient rather than just a duck. Yes. Uh, they then that- issued two items of formal clothing. Uh, Daffy seems to have just shunted one of them. Yeah, he kept, he kept the collar. He kept the collar. He, he kept the vicar's collar. <laughs> yeah. and went, I don't need the rest, thanks. This is good enough. Yeah. I suppose his other form of um, formal clothing now is, is actually it, his prosthetic beak. His prosthetic beak, yeah. yeah. Uh, like that, that is other... But he wasn't formal. issued that at the time. Or he was wasn't. he? We don't know, because he was a, yeah, he was you, a sort you of... You might need this. He was a sort of guerrilla warfare general before. He could have had... His, his beak could have been blown off long before. Well, we, that, it yeah. could not be a war wound at all. <laughs> no. could, his beak could have been blown off like, in, the, in, in the mid-30s. We don't know. Yeah. Okay, now... Like, <laughs> There's something to think about. Former clothing. What will you take? Uh, I'll have the prosthetic bill and the vicar's collar. Well, now what? I'm torn between names for the episode. Uh, between uh, Bugs's amazing campaign slogan, which I forgot to amen- uh, mention, which was uh, uh, "loyal, lovable, literate," uh, and just his beak may have been blown off in the mid thirties. <laughs> we'll toss a coin. So you know, yeah, by the time you good. listen to this, you'll know. You'll what it's know. Ah. It's, it's good. It's just a good sentence to suddenly realise you just said. Uh, that's been a lot of this show, though. You're like, oh yeah, never would have thought I'd ever get a chance in my life to say a thing like that. Yeah, I think like we're reaching the stage, especially when like you know we, we like we need to do these brief recaps of just like by the way, because yeah, people can't be expected to have listened to what at this point must be a hundred hours of our gibberish. Yes, yeah, and it, I mean I struggle with it at points. Well, probably or maybe eighty hours. Eighty hours of gibberish. It's like it's a lot. We've, it, we've jabbered a lot. We have jabbered a lot. Uh, so, are we saying this was a look back? At the I past? think this is a look back at probably something in the late thirties. Yeah. Uh, when one of Daffy's uh, schemes, normally when he's tried to have a job for a while, yes. has gone horribly south, and uh, Porky's been like, "Do you want to try? Let I tell out of town. Let's go." And and that also, to me, answers a bit why Porky would be the uh, more subservient in this situation, because it was just anything to get Daffy to go. Yeah. It's like, we've got to go, man. We've got yeah. to go. Like, I presume, <laughs> presume Daffy he butchered really someone good in horse. surgery. Like, Daffy nicked a really good horse, and Porky could just grab the first thing he could, which was a little donkey fella. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm going with. Okay, no, I'm, I'm down with that. Nice. I'm down with that. Uh, so... Uh, as, as ever, we like to end with uh, a song, or in this case, uh, a piece of music, because it's been a Western-heavy episode. It has, not it? Even though, even though the election episode was, we think, modern, like it still had that vibe. Yes. And I think that's just because Yosemite Sam's in it. But He always brings that vibe. It had that feel. Uh, and yeah, what, what better than uh, some Ennio Morricone to go out on? So we'll, we'll go out with a theme for... Uh, for a few dollars more, which has the best jewel in any Western ever. <laughs> so that's that's what we're rolling with. Uh, but uh, if you uh, enjoy the show, please, please uh, leave us a review or uh, a rating, especially if you listen on iTunes. Um, otherwise, just tell people about it, because if you enjoy it, likelihood is other people around you will enjoy it. And and we don't advertise the show, uh, or certainly don't pay to advertise the show. We've got a few uh, friendly podcasts who we do a little exchange with, but that's really it because god knows our social media presence is lacking it's not big but now now that we're on spotify 
that you know our social media thing's not going to get any better but uh, our numbers <laughs> might increase because spotify's just a lot of people find that a lot easier a lot of people already use spotify yep uh, so, and you can tell you know, and you can yeah you can tell that to even your friends who don't really listen to podcasts you're like you should give it a go and you can just get it on spotify yeah, which you just, always you listen know, to like just get a hold of their phone uh you know when they're asleep or something put their thumb on the little fingerprint scanner while they're a kip get into it and just and just line them up with some uh some some of our good podcast and then just pop it in their ears while they're asleep and really get it in there yeah i mean normally i wouldn't uh uh wouldn't jump to condone such behavior but uh roman mars did it on 99 percent invisible and that's a proper professional podcast <laughs> and, he, and he he consented to you stealing people's phones and subscribing them so uh do that so, so you know what if it's good enough for roman mars it's definitely good enough for us uh so uh we'll leave you with uh some ennio morricone and we'll uh see you next week have a good one bye <laughs> Thank you.